Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Your mom signed you out of school for a gangbang. I mean, yeah, basically... Hello, this is Revealing Your Secrets, the podcast, and we are here again with my therapist, Meredith Levy. Hey. Meredith, it's yes, been ma'am. about a month since we've seen each other. It has. What's new with you? You know, so much. Actually, not really at all. <laughs> um, you know? Um, wow. That's really interesting. What about you? Really profound. What's been happening? Um, As you can tell... I hurt my leg yesterday, and you asked me what happened, but I told you I wasn't going to tell you until we started filming. Yes, and I'm dying to know. Well, it's really embarrassing, to be honest. Usually is. Yeah. Um, I was flailing around in the water at the beach, and my leg got stuck in a wad of seaweed, and then I got carried away in a wave, and then the seaweed sort of like, oh my God, it like ripped my my knee. Oh. It felt like it ripped it out of its, where it should be. <laughs> And then I um I got carried away by a bunch of um I actually got a piggyback ride from an EMT. <gasps> um but I was really embarrassed because I was wearing like a and I normally don't wear bathing suits like this. I was wearing like a thong bikini. And so my full ass was just like spread for these men walking behind me. It was really embarrassing. So you were piggyback on someone ass cheeks out. <laughs> Yeah. That is phenomenal. <laughs> if it's not broken, though, I think it's sprained. And so here you went I to am. the ER. Yeah. Oh. I have a question since you're a therapist. Okay. <laughs> do, do, you think, do you think it's unhealthy that my first thought after ow was like, oh, how am I going to work tomorrow? <sighs> unhealthy. I mean, it's a natural thought, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't – and it also because you had, like, set things – Right. It wasn't just yeah, like, oh, I have to catch up on some notes or whatever. Um, I had to be somewhere. Yeah, you had to be somewhere. So I get it. And also, you know. So your answer is yes and no. My answer is yes and no. You know what? I'm irritated. <laughs> you want more of an answer? Yeah. And I feel like this happens in my regular therapy, too. I'm like, can you just tell me what to do or like tell me if something is wrong or right? All right. Let me give you a little story example. Okay. I got in a really bad accident on the 10 freeway. Okay. Which is in LA for those of you. Um, and it was bad. And the ambulance came and the fire trucks came. And I was at the time leaving work when I still dressed up in like slacks and heels and whatever. Um, and my first thought when the guys and the like – hot firemen and ambulance guys came was, holy fuck, can I reach in my back seat and get my jeans <laughs> and change because I look like this right now. Oh, my God. I think that's worse than my thought. That was my thought is to compare the two. Mm-hmm. So, 
I was uncomfortable. I didn't normally wear that fancy outfit. Oh, my so, God. But I was like, oh, they're going to see me like that. I'm going to go to the hospital. That actually – oh, sorry. I, I interrupt. No, I just – I couldn't do it. I couldn't reach You didn't sh- change no. your I'm, – you know, I'm really glad you didn't. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> – not possible. It actually relates to something we're going to discuss later. So I'm really glad you told that story. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> but to be fair, yeah. there is no correct answer for, for either of these things. I know. And that's the most irritating part about therapy. I know. Is that I just want an answer. I just want to be told what to do. I know. Every blue moon, like, I will tell someone what to do when it's just real cut and dry. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Like. Should I call my ex 46 times in a row? <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> you sure shouldn't. But even sometimes when my therapist tells me what to do, she'll like beat around the bush a little bit, you know? Like, yeah, because ideally we want to figure it out together, not you figure it out or me. Like, Well, who do I have to pay to just tell me what to do? A bad um, therapist? Yes, for sure. But then you're going to get bad, bad advice. advice. <laughs> Potentially. Maybe we should look into other people's lives. Yeah, maybe. You've got mail. I'm afraid that my boyfriend doesn't like going down on me. We have been together for almost a year and I always use my mouth on him and he loves it. But we, he tries, when he tries, I feel like he thinks I smell or taste bad and it makes me self-conscious. He says it's just a strong taste, but it's not like cum tastes any better. He goes down on me sometimes, but he either has no clue what to do, even though I have told him, or he doesn't like it. We love each other a lot and he really is the one I want to marry, but this is making me sad. Dump him. Dump him. I was just going to say that. Dump him. (laughs) He ain't the one, honey. Wait, wait. Yes, and. To dump him. And. Um. I have a client who her it took a lot for her boyfriend to tell her like she really needed to like like make sure she was more clean down there because it didn't smell good and it wasn't like taste thing it was like a she didn't shower enough and she like we had to process it and she was like he's right it sucked, and she changed that behavior. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> With the, uh, the factual story you just told me. No, I hear you. Okay, hear me out. I hear you. But I feel like for the most part, that's actually not the case. I actually feel like more more than you have women who don't shower enough, you have men who are selfish and don't want to be uh, givers in bed. You know what I mean? And that's what I re- read when totally. I read this story. Totally. I, I agree. I also think people with a vagina or a penis, I think it goes all different directions. Like if you don't like the taste of semen coming out of a penis, which everybody's taste different, and there are some unpleasant tasting ones to me, Right. Do I suck it up? Ah, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there are things you do for your person. Yes. Also, if you hate, they're not your person. That's how, right? Like, it, if you're, if you don't like it, that's not your yes. person. Like, yes. It, but if it has, it doesn't have to do with like he- cleanliness, hygiene issue. Sure. Sure. If you don't like the taste of your person, that's then not you don't your, like person. your person. I feel like if I love someone, I like, I just wouldn't. Yeah. If I did not like a penis in my mouth, then I feel like 
Should I have to force myself because I love my person? I guess not. I don't know. That's a hard thing. There's no should, but like. I also just have a lot of like annoyance in general because I feel like porn specifically like perpetuates this idea that sex isn't for women, it's for men. So I can't totally. help but like separate the secret from just like lazy dudes who just want to put their dick in things. That is not your yeah. fucking person. Yeah. Like because that person wouldn't uh, be like that. Okay, look, we can debate all day about this. Um, I think you should dump him. But if you don't want to dump him, let's let's teach them something. Let's do a dear man. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. A dear man is a DBT skill yep. for uh, asserting your needs and getting your needs met. Right. So let's run through it. Okay. I'm going to be, you play therapist. Okay. And I play her. Okay. Okay. So D, describe the situation. Right. When we have sex, you don't go down on me. Okay. Period. Uh, express how it makes you feel. It makes me feel like you don't care about me. Okay. And it makes me feel like I'm secondary in this sexual relationship. And how does also, that make you feel? What's the emotion? Oh, it makes me feel sad and lonely. Okay. And it also doesn't make me feel very into the sex. Okay. So it makes me feel disconnected from my body, maybe. Um, A, mm -hmm. assert what you need. Mm -hmm. I need you to go down on me. Okay. Um, reinforce. If you go down on me, um, I will feel more connected to you during sex and I feel like I'll be able to show up even more in this relationship because I'll feel closer to you Great. and taken care of. Good one. Thank you. And then man is just like the way in which you do it, which yeah. is mindful, act confident and negotiate, which is bullshit. You shouldn't have to negotiate. Like, I'm sorry, but the second I have to be like, you go down on me every other time we have sex, it's not hot. No. The fact that you no, have to no, dear no. man this at exactly. all, like, dump him. Dump him. Exactly. Dump him. I want them to love it or I'm out. Yeah. Which is totally fine. 100%. Like, I don't really care. I know. It is different for everyone. Yeah. What do you mean you don't care? My best friend's the same. She doesn't really like it. It's not my favorite. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So if hmm. – but if a guy was like <laughs> – if a guy was like, no – then I'd be like, oh, then I'd be like, no, I love it. Now you have to do it all the time. How do you get warmed up? <laughs> you don't have to answer that. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. The way in which we take care or do not take care of our minds can significantly affect how we experience life. This is a lesson that I have learned again and again, even this week, actually, whenever I forget to prioritize taking care of my mental health, which I do in a lot of different ways, but one of the most important ways is through therapy. Therapy allows me to validate, process, and work through old patterns and active issues and situations in my life instead of potentially making them worse. With therapy, it feels like I always have someone in my corner no matter what, which is so valuable to me. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions, meaning you can do it all from home, like I am right now, and you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash alex, A-L-Y-X. That's betterhelp.com slash alex. Your hair is completely unique, which is why Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable, made for your hair where it's at now and where you want it to go. Founded by a team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, Function of Beauty is the world's first 
fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas. They offer over 54 trillion possible formulations, and every one of them is vegan, cruelty-free, and without sulfates or parabens. You can also choose to go completely silicone-free. All you have to do from the comfort of your home is take the quick hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, oil control. Then choose your color and fragrance or go dye or fragrance free. And lastly, get your formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Alex to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Alex, A-L-Y-X, to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash Alex to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. Please don't judge me for this. L caps. Okay, so I have very severe trust issues and it's bad. This probably is a result of my childhood trauma, but it affects me a lot. I have folders on my camera roll named after everyone I regularly interact with, filled with screenshots of things I can use against them slash blackmail them with. I also have audio recordings and videos of my conversations with these people when they were talking about somebody else, negatively embarrassing things, dark secrets, etc. Some of the stuff I have on my friends and others is really bad. It could get them in a lot of trouble and ruin their lives. Because of my trust issues, I always feel like people will leave me or tell other people personal things that I have trusted them with. Of course, I would never share all the information I have on all these people with anyone. I just have it there to ease my anxiety by reminding myself if anyone ever tries to hurt me or ruin my reputation, I'll be prepared for it and could do 10 times more damage to them. I feel like such a bad person and I feel so guilty, but it's the only thing that helps me to trust people and be myself. Is this wrong? I don't know. Please help. And if you have any tips on how I can overcome these trust issues, I would love to hear them. Is it wrong? <laughs> I'm actually going to say maybe not. It's not effective. It's not wrong for her to feel that way. But it's not effective for her to behave that way. Right. And also not legal. Whoa. So we'll just start with oh, that. Oh, to just record people? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's, this scares me because what if we have people in our life like that and we don't know? Well, so have you ever dealt with a client who's had behavior like this? Because I actually knew someone when I was in grade school who did stuff like this. So I'm sure they're lurking around everywhere. Yeah, sure. Yes. Um, not to this extent. Not not regular, not folders of conversations mm. and, and videos. And um, I also, wow, like, does everyone have stuff that can ruin their life? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how old is this person? I don't know. Um True. Like, I don't know what anyone could really expose on me. Well, I mean, <laughs> sure. But like my dad? No. He – no. Mm -mm. What do you mean? Like I'm thinking like is there anything um, – could I – she have a folder on my dad? No. <laughs> my dad either. My right? dad is like no, pure like, king. Yeah. Like nothing. But you know what? Maybe we don't Maybe know. Maybe we don't know. So true. So true. Um, underlying all this, of course, is the trust issues. And yes um, – you know, there are things to do to overcome the trust issues. I think, though, the main thing would be, you know, is she, is she in therapy? And I'm not saying therapy is the answer to everything, even though it is. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying that somebody to talk to and process this stuff with and or work on and figure out, you know, 
what the trust issues are. Okay, so this is my pitch. Yeah. I think a lot of life is a projection, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how is she meant to trust anyone if she herself can't be trusted and she's harboring all of this stuff? I think maybe the first step is for her to delete it all. For her to trust herself just to learn that. Yeah. Right? Yes. So other people can trust her. That's a great point. And become a trustworthy person. So yeah. Because that's the same idea of like, you know, cheaters are known to be very suspicious because they're the ones doing something. Totally. So she needs to feel, if she's acting in a way that she feels is like, right. Right. um, Yeah. Maybe she can trust others more. Yeah. She's setting herself up, right? She's already doing all of these things. So in her mind, she's doing it. And she's like, well, I can't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. What if they're doing this? Great point. Delete it. Start with deleting everything. Delete. Delete. Or one thing at a time. All right, delete delete is our consensus and talk to someone. Yep, both. Hey, so my secret is pretty messed up and I need to tell somebody. To cut to the chase, I crave male attention. But the part that is bad is I'm still so young, just having just turned 18. Wherever I go outside my home, I feel like I need to look pretty and attractive so older men will look at me and think, wow, she's so hot. Even if my clothes make me uncomfortable. Whenever I think, hmm, who would I want to date? It's always an older man. At youngest 21, sometimes when I think about it, I feel disgusted, like I'm sexualizing myself for old men, but I can't stop thinking there's nothing I can do about it. If I'm in public, I'll typically do sexy things, just hoping some man will look at me and find me attractive. Sure, it's weird. I'm desperately trying to grab 25-year-old's attention, but I can't help it. I'm guessing it's just because me and my family have a, a, me and my father have a bad relationship, which most likely is the case. I go to school just hoping to get a glimpse of the male teacher who are 30 to 40 and if I see them I'll talk all sweetly and stuff and be all hot or whatever and it's never worked which may be a good thing but I go home and cry in my bed because I know they are married and would never and would why would any man love me it's to a point where I put myself in danger of predators, pedophiles, rapists, kidnappers, and so on. Yet I don't care because I so badly crave any man to look at me and make me feel pretty and good about myself. I know it's like, ew, you want to date old men? Gross. And yeah, it kind of is. But I'm basically praying some older man will see me on the street, think I'm hot, and talk to me because that's what I want. I want a man to catcall me. I want men to sexualize me. I want men to take photos of me. And since they don't, I feel like there's something wrong with me and how I look and act. Hmm. I have thoughts. Share them. Okay. Um, We live in a society that teaches women that our value is in our looks. It's everywhere you go, yeah. right? Like sex sells, buy this to be skinnier, buy this to make your face l- not look like a face or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't know, not that, but like, and yes. this is messaging that with beauty comes power. Um, and that that's like what we're being judged on constantly. And then yeah. also that in a combination with this other messaging that like um, our purpose as a woman or the end-all goal is to get married and have children, find our Prince Charming, that'll make us whole. Of course, we have lots of women walking around looking for male validation because we're told that we're not good enough and then men can validate us. And also coupled with maybe not having parents that validate you, then you don't learn how to validate yourself. Um, Agree? Disagree? Yeah, it's all connected for sure. And I I think we all seek external physical validation from others um, and other validation, but definitely physical. And it almost always has to do with having low self-esteem 
the more low our self-esteem is, the more we seek external validation. So getting to be comfortable and confident with yourself and have higher self-esteem, then I th everybody wants external physical validation. Like, no matter what, even, you know, like, you know, oh, I really like your haircut or whatever, you know, anything. But when it veers into extreme territory. This is definitely yeah. extreme. Yes. And dangerous. Have you ever dealt with this? Personally? Mm-hmm. Like seeking external male validation? Like to an extreme degree? Um, Because when you told the pants story about wanting to put your jeans on, right. I thought, hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really putting you on the spot right now. <laughs> um, I... I think that I'm trying to think. Yes, definitely. And sometimes it can veer into very dangerous territory. And um, I'm just a control freak, so I wouldn't ever really put myself in very dangerous situations. I have. On purpose. <laughs> and? <laughs> I made it out alive. Good. I had different intentions, though. Um, but like kind of similar to this. I think I've struggled with it when I was younger, not so much anymore. Um, but I've definitely put myself in dangerous situations, but um you wouldn't do that. I not now. Neither no. neither would I not no, now. No, yeah. definitely not now. Um I'm okay. too fucking old and tired to care. <laughs> like Okay, goals. Um <laughs> so I I'm curious, how do people build their self-esteem? Hmm. It's a hard one. Um, so many different ways, so many steps. I think the first one is to figure out what don't you like about yourself, mm -hmm. right? And what you do like about yourself. And try to work on, you know, so if you don't like, you know, there are some traits about my personality that I don't like. Like what? Well, like being condescending i don't want to be condescending okay you know so i work on it and mm -hmm. i mean first i had to get that feedback and then if it's something physical like there's only so much we can do with ourselves physically i have no problem wanting to change the way i look for myself if i want to change something for myself then like totally happy to do it what we we're always going to Part of us wanting to change things for ourselves to be happy with ourselves is that we get the reflection and the response from other people. It's just impossible to not yeah. have that. So you can fix things you don't like to a degree and reflect on whether you really want to change them for you or for other people. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot to say in the matter of working with the things you do like about yourself. I feel like that's where yeah. in my life I found a lot of my own like self-esteem or self-confidence totally. was saying like, okay, I like that I'm artistic and so I'm going to paint more. Yep. And then I feel like so much, I don't know, more connected with myself than I need to like look to feel connected with other people or validated by other people. Right. Um, but then I agree. obviously like I'm, then I'm like posting whatever I'm making on it, whatever. This is all very complicated. But, it is. Um, so maybe working on other areas where you feel you like if you think you're smart um focus on some learning something that you care about totally you know all right let's move on to going public where we will be speaking with the following secret submitter warning 
a very long and dirty secret. When I was about 16 years old, I am 20 now, I was dealing with finding my sexuality and finding who I was. So where does every curious, barely straight teenage boy go to? Grinder, Avi. So I got my tubby, hairy ass on Grinder and made an account. And literally the first person I saw and matched with was my dad's best friend, which I didn't know was gay since he was married to a woman and had two children and his daughter was in my class and one of my friends. But that's besides the point. He hits me up and says, word for word, hey, son, got daddy issues you need fixed? Of course I said yes. What can I say? He was hot as fuck at the time, and I was a horny freak that liked older guys with big cocks and big bank accounts. Samesies. (laughs) (laughs) So we text and arranged to meet. The following week, he invited me to his house and told me he would have a surprise for me. I got to his house mentally prepared to lose my gay v card to my dad's best friend he takes me upstairs and opens the door and yells surprise he flings the door open and in his bedroom is another one of my dad's friends and two other random men all naked and rock hard wow he tells me that it's going to be an orgy and that i'm the only bottom at this point i'm literally shaking because this is my first time ever doing something like this but mama ain't raised no bitch I sat there and took four fully grown adults well into their 40s slash 50s. By the time they were finished, I filled with more cum than blood. After that, we started meeting. Sorry, that was just so what an image. Wow. After that, we started meeting up often and eventually he became my sugar daddy for a bit. A.K.A. I blackmailed him. But yeah. It's okay now. We don't have intercourse together, but I still see him a lot since he's still my dad's best friend. I also go to the same college as his daughter, and I see her often. I try not to make eye contact with her, though. So, yeah, that's my secret. Hashtag YOLO. Hashtag daddy. Hashtag oops. Hashtag sorry I fucked your dad. Hashtag big dick. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Okay. That's hefty. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. This is Meredith. Hello. Hi, Meredith. How Hi. Are you? I'm good. How are you? She's my therapist, but now she's our therapist. I love that. Thank you. So, uh, it's really nice to have you on the podcast. I hope that we can deep dive further into this secret that you submitted. I do have a few questions for you. Your dad's friend that you met on Grinder. You never got any sort of vibe from him before you met match with him on grinder no he actually hit it really really well and he's still hiding it his sexuality yeah okay um yeah. i i have so many questions this is i i guess my a lot yeah, yeah. my my first curiosity Ask away. okay did you enjoy the experience <laughs> or would you would you categorize it as trauma or both i would say both Interesting. I enjoyed it in the moment, and then once I was done, that regret hits, and then you're just like, oh, no. Was it overwhelming? It's a lot of dicks. Yeah. (laughs) It was, for, like, a young person like that, it was a lot. It It was a lot. Did you guys use protection? Thankfully, yeah. We were all wrapped up. And I mean, oh God, I don't, can you just like w- talk to me a little bit more about it? I'm kind of like, 
you just got in there and they were like, you do this now and you had no say. Do you felt like you could have left the room? I mean, I was thinking about just walking out, but like, I was like, you know, you gotta live your life little, just, you know. They were like, they're very encouraging, I would have to say. They were just like, you know, well, they took it easy. We didn't rush into it. Oh, okay. So they were kind with you. Yeah, they were kind. You did say, I'm curious, you said that they were wrapped up, but in your secret submission that you said that you were filled with cum. Well, oh, I guess like the you condom were filled. Well, they were wrapped up. Yeah. Filled. Yeah, they were wrapped up for the activity. And then once it came to them uh, ejaculating, they took it off. Wait, so yeah. they did come inside you? No. Maybe oh, on him? Like, <laughs> on you? Yeah. Okay. Also, sorry. If this is like traumatic and I'm making you walk through it, um, just no, no, let me know. No, okay. This was like a couple years ago. I- I'm over it. It's just funny now. I-, I, would, I would guess. But that was you losing your V card, right? Your gay V card. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not sure really how to approach this correctly, but I will say I don't know where you live. Oh, I think it doesn't matter. I don't know where you live, but in a lot of states, that would be statutory rape. No, he was 18. Oh, no, he was in, 16. No. In my state, the oh, age yeah. of consent is 16. Oh, okay. Shit. Okay. Which, but still debatable, like how much you really should be able to consent something when you're 16, in my opinion. Yeah. I yeah. mean, sure. And also, like your dad's best friend and like his other friend. And that's just, I, don't, I mean, I think. This is definitely predatory and inappropriate. Did you do you did you feel that way? Do you feel that way now? I I don't. I know like I should, but I don't know. I just, oh, there's no should. You should not feel one way or yeah. another. It's just how you feel. Well, after it, I did feel a little like I felt like it was wrong, but then like I don't want to like ruin anyone's life or you know have that like on me so i was just like whatever i guess you could say i just like shrugged it off but you said you blackmailed them at first but like you know <laughs> you, you just you just gotta get what you want and then you're just like you know i'm done well so what did you what did you get what happened when you blackmailed him was he how how did he react to you blackmailing so, him so it went down where, like, he wanted to do it again, and I was like, yeah, no. And I'm like, I was like, and he got, like, really mad for me saying no, and then I was like, oh, I should just tell your wife. And then he was like, no, you shouldn't, and then we got to a fight, and then I was like, no, I'm going to tell your wife unless, like, you buy me stuff. So he, he bought me a couple, like, shoes, some clothes. Okay. You know, well, you know, like stuff that a normal sixteen-year-old would want. So you were hooking up, and he was buying you stuff. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Okay. Okay. Well, was he hostile when you were hooking up? Because he probably was mad at you for blackmailing him. No, or it just like it worked out. It was the scenario that worked out for both of you. Oh uh, no, it worked out. I would say because like, I guess he just got used to it, and then he just you know he was just like one of. Did you like him at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> Were you attracted to him? A uh, certain part of him, yeah. 
Whoa, what part? Well, he said big cock, big bank account. <laughs> okay. Was that what? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, I like big dicks and mansions. Mm. Don't we all? So, <laughs> I don't want to insert anything upon you, right? No. But, but I can't help but put myself in your shoes and feel like I would find this scenario to be, um, I don't know. Yeah, traumatic or like I- I- abrasive. Do you, do you, is there any part of you that thinks you're like br- brushing it under the rug a-, a bit or are you actually just like telling me, Alex, I actually totally fine? Um, recently I've more of like, you know, I'm fine, like whatever. But like, if you asked me that same question, like I would say maybe a year, maybe two years ago, I would say like, you know, it was like a pretty big like thing on me. How do you feel it was impacting you? And how did you work on it? A bunch of just regret. Especially since I see her, his daughter at school and stuff. Like, every time I looked at her, I'm just like, oh my god, I fucked your dad. Yeah. But obviously, only in my head. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gotta be an interesting dynamic. It's funny, too, because she's in a lot of my classes because we're the same major. Oh, wow. So, So, I'm just like, you know... Of course, to me. It would happen to me, you know? So, the the two other random men... So, there was mm-hmm. four men and you. Yeah. Okay. Five in total. Okay. But you continued the relationship with just one. Yeah, that was just all one and done. Because after that, I told him, I was like, if I ever walk in there, and there was more than one person, like, I was just going to walk out. I see. Do you feel like the experience with him has impacted your the way you function in sex and relationships now? Um, a little bit, I would have to say. Just, you know, I'm very cautious when it comes to relationships and, and hookups and all that stuff now. But, you know. Well, what was your relationship with your dad like? What relationship? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that answers it. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's there, but you know it's it's not the best. Because you said he said, "Hey son, got daddy issues you need fixed." Yeah. Of course, you said yes. Is that because because of your relation? I mean, just the fact that your dad's best friend is is this guy is interesting. Yeah, I think that's what also made me, like, be okay with it. Because, like, it was, like, healing to that problem for me. Wow. Do you think your dad participates with these guys? <laughs> I hope not. But I you don't, don't know. So. so you think your dad's kind of cl- clueless about it? Yeah, no, my dad is, like, not to be me, but kind of dumb. But. Okay. Maybe unaware. Yeah, he's very unaware. He's not with, like, things nowadays. He's very, like, old school. Like, he doesn't get, like, terms and stuff. So, like, a lot of stuff just flies right over his head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that you would have something, like, there's almost a healing in a dad's friend giving you that level of intimacy. I actually really understand that. Okay, and, Mike, I have a question for Meredith now. Yeah, yeah. Would is that a real genuine healing? Like, can you just take that and be like, "Yep," 
because it sounds like a, a bit of a roundabout solution. <laughs> <laughs> But I get why it would feel good. Is it real healing? I'm going to say probably not. Yeah. I can't say anything 100%, but it does not sound healing. It sounds um, – uh, yeah, you're sort of just like banditing one thing with another and – Yeah. You know, I think it, – it can depend, but no, it does not sound healing. But it could, I could see how it could feel healing or we could think it's healing. Does, does that sound accurate to you when you think about it? Um, yeah, I feel like it was healing in the moment. But it wasn't like a long-term um, resolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you go for... But it felt really good at the moment, though. Not gonna lie. Really good physically or emotionally or both? <laughs> both. Okay. All right. I'm glad you enjoyed it physically because I feel like some people might get into this and just get emotional needs met, you know, but mm -hmm. the fact that you had both, that's great. Yeah. And he said he said he was like they went slow. It wasn't like an aggressive thing, right? Yeah. It's it was it was slow. It, I think we it took us until everyone was like done. It was like five, maybe six hours in. Wow. Yeah, it was long. Were you? I took a nap after. Oh. Was, yeah. Were you in the middle? Were you like, oh, can we be done? Yeah. Yeah. Was I was just like, oh. Ow. Was your, I mean, did it hurt after? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. A little bit. That is yeah. really a story. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I didn't include in there. It was, um, it was a school day. So what happened, because, like, for his wife and his daughter and all his other kids, like, to be out of the house, it would have to be a school day. So I had my mom sign me out of school, and then I went to his house. Your mom signed you out of school for a gangbang? <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. She was like, she. Picked, I was like, Mom, pick me up. I want to, like, go home and, like, have lunch with you. So we, I went. I ate, and I was like, okay, I'll just walk back to school. She goes, okay. And I'm like, okay. So I just walked to his house, and then... Wow. Walked back, and I'm like, hi, Mom, I'm back from school. Wow. Wow. The things our parents yeah. don't know. Shit. So, yeah. So how do you feel now? I mean, you still have to interact with him, you said. Um, yeah, it's like, I, I try to, like, not be in functions where I know he's going to be there. Okay. But if, if I do see him... We, like, agreed not to, like, show anything, just act like nothing, you know? Of course. Good idea. So, yeah, it's like the interaction and the relationship now is really normal, I would say. <laughs> normal for the circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah. No <laughs> exactly, yeah. As normal as it can be. Okay, I mean, you seem sort of unfazed, which is impressive to me. And I don't want to, like push this agenda that you should be phased. I'm perceiving it through my own lens. So right. I, I'm glad that you're that you're chilling. Yeah, I'm like a wild child, so like I I just be doing a lot. So what do you think m incentivized you to submit this secret? I don't know. I've I've literally never told 
anyone, even like my best friend, uh-huh. and and anyone. So like I was like, you know what? I wanted to get it off my chest. So and how I does said, it feel I, talking about it? It's good. I because it's good because I cope with laughing. So like talking and going over uh-huh. it is like kind of like it gives it gives me some relief. Now this can be healing. Yes. Yeah. This is an example. I, I live for this. This is, this is amazing. Aww. Do you have any other thoughts about the experience or how it impacted you or didn't impact you? Or would you ever talk to a therapist about it? Do you feel like you even need to? You got a lot of questions. Um, I would say maybe down the road, if it does start like like affecting me a lot, I would talk to a therapist Yeah, and, you know, reach out and try to figure things out. But as of right now, you know, uh, it's not too big of a burden. So You also have plenty of years for shit to happen where then you're like, oh, now I have all this too. Now I'm going to talk to a therapist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Plenty of time for that. Just wait till it all builds up and then I'll go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you for talking to us about it. Yeah. You're welcome. I had a great time. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to say because you're chilling. Like, I'm glad you're chilling. I'm chilling. Um, great. Do you have any final thoughts? For no, me? no. I'm glad it was really nice to We're to meet chilling. you and talk to you. Yes, yes. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thanks thank you. Yeah. So. I keep coming back. I kept coming back to this while we were talking to him mm-hmm. of being like, no, no, this was traumatizing. Right. But I don't think that's maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't for sure. But wasn't it? I mean, it 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 wasn't as if he was forced into the situation physically. Right. Like he wasn't, you know, like doesn't sound like he was assaulted. I mean, it's but not maybe emotionally manipulated. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's possible. Um, it doesn't seem okay to me, whatever that means, whatever that word means, because of it was his dad's best friend, another one of his dad's friends, like that age, the whole thing, being the bottom for four guys for six hours for this guy's first time. It just sounds traumatic. It sounds traumatic. That doesn't mean that it is or was or that that's something that he's, I mean, Look, he's never told anybody. So there's something to that. Right. And when he was saying that he laughs through things that are like uncomfortable, there's something to that. You know? So I I I'm guessing that at some point maybe it might come up. Yeah. I would I would imagine. So when you're working with clients, I I'm guessing you have to kind of walk this line with people where you have to figure out if it's something that they're actually fine with or something that they're not ready to deal with. Totally. And it sounds like there were some hints that this is something that he's going to deal with later. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think just him even saying that he has never talked about it before, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that, yeah, I'm never going to force somebody to say, like, this is a trauma. You need to deal with it. Yeah. If somebody were, you know, like... I was a survivor in 9-11 and it, it's not traumatizing at all. I would probably be like, mm, wasn't okay. it though? Like, yeah, I would be like, okay, well, yeah. 
I find that very difficult to believe, but like, okay. But this situation, I mean, we're talking about different scenarios, but like this situation to me, it sounds like objectively traumatizing. It sounds, it's traumatizing. I mean, traumatizing for me to hear it, to read about it, you know, not like literally, but it's, yeah, it sounds very difficult and imagining like, what if this was your kid or what if his dad knew, you know? Well, good luck if and when yeah. it does yeah. come out. Yeah. And for now, I mean, he's young, you know? Yeah. I, there are some things I think that if you asked me like three years after the fact, I would have said it was fine. And then five years later, I was like, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yes. 100%. So in due time. And I'm sorry if it's insensitive for me to like push this narrative that it was, you know, fucked up. I don't think it's insensitive. I think it's. First of all, it's your feeling. Yeah. And it's very understandable and valid. But I guess my feeling kind of rejects his feeling and that's his story, you know, and his feeling is that he's fine. And you, you acknowledge that. Yeah. You know. And now you're acknowledging me acknowledging and it's a beautiful cycle. It is. Let's move on. Let's. <laughs> okay. For the round of applause, a little positive takeaway for you guys. I think it might be uh, a good practice for everyone to try their own dear man. What do you think? Ooh, I love that. So just either with a person or write it down. Yeah, yeah. And usually I was taught in DBT to write it down before doing it anyways. It's helpful. It's really helpful. So. Do do you want to tell them what a dear man is? Do (laughs) we know? We we talked about it before. We did, but I don't know that you. So dear man is a way, an acronym to uh, describe a, a very effective way to express your needs and get them met. Yeah. Uh, describe the situation. Right. Express how you feel. Assert your needs. Negotiate. No. Uh, reinforce. Right. Why it, it's beneficial for the other person to, like, the the pr- like the pro of how it would be beneficial if this did happen and what could happen if it didn't. Yes. Right? So. You know, if you would buy me that car, it would be great because then I wouldn't have to ask you for rides. And if not, then, you know, I'm going to have to keep having you drive me places. Yeah. And then mindful, act confident, negotiate. Right. Which sometimes negotiate is important because it's like, okay, well, you don't want to buy me the car, but you also get frustrated giving me rides. So, like, what are your thoughts? Right. Maybe you'll help me pay for the car. Right. And I'll pay for some of it. Right. And this can be, I mean, this can be for anything. Have your roommate do the dishes. Anything. I had a client who did it uh, for a divorce. To getting a divorce? Yeah. To let his partner know he wanted a divorce. Whoa. Yeah. It's intense. And it's just planning ahead like this and being able to ask for something or say no or get your needs met in an effective way. It just is always more helpful than being like, I want a fucking divorce, you know? <laughs> That's not, I mean. That was straight to the point, though. It was. And also, you know. Oh, and you can also use a dear man to set a boundary, huh? Oh, yeah. To say no. Yes. Describe why you don't want to, uh, how you feel. Yeah. Okay. We can teach the dime game one day. I don't know what that is. Okay, well. Stay tuned. Yay. Now I'm really curious. I'll tell you. When we turn the camera off. Okay. You guys have to wait till the next episode that Meredith's in. Yep. Okay.
Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, Meredith, for being here today with us. Thank you for having me again. It's so fun. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review Revealing Your Secrets, the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, you're only as sick as your secrets, so send them to me. You can go to castmedia.com slash secrets. That's cast with a K. Go to speakpipe.com slash revealing your secrets to leave a voicemail or fill out the anonymous submission form at the bottom of my show notes. Today's episode of Revealing Your Secrets is a production by Cast Media. I'm your host, Alex Weiss. My producer is Amanda Elliott. My executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. My editor is Arvin Lee. My technical engineer is Olivia Haas. And design and animations by Jeff Schweikart. See you next time. Cats.